and happy new year, everybody. Welcome to episode 184 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. Happy new year to everybody. I'm your other host, Paul. Uh, I just want to say happy new year to everybody. New year, new you. Ugh. Get to the gym. What You know, whatever you do in New Year's, I don't know. You know. Kid yourself? Yeah. Once you, have, you, you don't make, and we're not big, we don't do the whole resolution thing. What the hell is the point? Yeah, I never like if I don't want to be a fat ass, why am I going to wait until January that's like to not be a fat ass? That's the number one thing. I, like, I don't know. That's still. <laughs> a th- I feel like that's been the New Year's resolution for the the most popular one for like ten. I years I have running. needed to get about nine thousand nine hundred and ninety eight more steps into my day for the past like thirty years. I <laughs> yeah. mean, just I'm not waiting until January for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Just do things. I. I hate. I hate the New Year's thing it's really annoying and it's cold out you know well it's almost as if you have a treadmill that is never used it's almost like that happened no Uh, Hmm. hmm. crazy um that's my resolution to not use the treadmill more to use it more you're not all right we'll see what do you want to wager right here on the air no, see, you can't do stuff like that because you're competitive. So it's you're not doing it because you actually would have done it. So it's it has nothing to do with the resolution. It has to do with like, oh, someone's paying me to do this. And we'll do anything that someone pays us. We'll do anything someone pays us yeah, to do. Yeah, but if the goal is to get on the treadmill more, well, who cares if it's through a bet or whatever? Because why would I reward you for that? That doesn't make any sense. Because you I did to, something. You needed I, to I get deserve on a treat. the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I did something. I get. I don't understand the. What's the problem here? Yeah, that's why you need to get on the treadmill because <laughs> you don't understand that. Um, yeah, so um, we're just gonna go in with the holiday heavy hitters because I feel like most people were home, and if you're not, then you fucking should be. Because yeah. like, what are you doing? Um, anyhow, so okay, I almost don't want to talk about this, but I feel like a lot of people felt similarly. Okay. Um, just, we're just going right in. Okay. I'm going ass first. Okay. As, as the kids say, first of all, I'm sorry. First of all, I don't even, listen, the level of denial I'm in right now, I just, I have to talk about Betty White's passing and I'm mm. not going to harp on it because we're all like, ugh. Yeah. It's a um, national, it should, this should be Betty White day. There should be a day. It Eve, really we, should New be. New Year's day. We don't need that. December 31st. Yeah. Um, so being the curmudgeon that I am, I do just want to um, mention how incredibly annoying it is to have people posting shit about a person that they claim to love and know nothing about. Yeah. Um, that Jumping aggravates me. It aggravates me to no one. Like, look, it's cool to like Betty White because she's like this old spunky lady that, you know, flips the bird and says dirty words and all that Dabs. stuff. Um, but... Like as a as a a Gen Xer, I grew up on the Golden Girls. Quite literally, grew up watching the Golden Girls every week. I still watch the reruns. It's very nostalgic and comforting for me. And like I've seen the documentaries, I've seen several things that she's done. She's been working for ages, and it just drives me nuts when yeah. people are like, "Oh my God, I'm so sad." And then after the fact, you're like, "Did you know that she was like in Animal Rescue?" Yes. Huh. For pretty much most of her existence. Yeah. Oh, did you know that that uh, she uh, her show was almost thrown off the air because uh, she had had a black man on her show? Yeah. Yeah. In the 50s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all knew that. Mm-hmm. Everyone that knew anything about her knew that. 
Um, and my favorite had to be uh, has to be like people putting up like looking for old photos of her and totally getting a different person yeah. to show how much they're going to miss her and being like, that's not even her. Yeah. That's not even Betty White. Yeah. And that happened uh, today. It's tough, though. I mean, white people look the same. <laughs> so Y'all look the same. Yeah. Um, it's just, like I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't like I I was like, am I am I dreaming right now? Did somebody really put up like an R.I.P. Betty with a picture of Jean Tierney? Yeah. And did I know it that it was sisters. Jean Tierney? I absolutely did because I have a useless talent for like Hollywood starlets. I I know a lot of them uh, just by their their big mugs. I can tell you who's who. Yeah. And uh, I have quite a collection of photographs. So it's like I am like a Hollywood starlets nerd. And immediately because I find I think Jean Tierney was one of the most beautiful women that's ever existed. And so as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. A double whammy. She dies two weeks before her freaking hundredth birthday, a day before the new year, uh, and she's memorialized on someone's Facebook page as Jean Tierney. Yeah. No, we got to do better. Yeah. People do better. <laughs> Don't claim to love people you know nothing about. Stop doing that. Stop that now. Stop that now. That's very cringy. All right. Um. Someone's gonna be like, you know what? You're cringy. Shut up. Yeah. You know what? You're probably right, but it's my fucking show. Anyway. Um. We're just we. All right, let's just talk about Major, Matrix Resurrections. Okay. Um, this is all the same shit. Hated it's, it. Next. <laughs> it's um, uh, directed by Lana, uh, written by Lana, and um, so here's <clears throat> here's the the one thing that I will say before uh, I tear it apart is that Lana was the director and writer. Lily did not partake. Right. And so I have to wonder if the magic was actually in Lily and not mm. so much Lana, because right. when you left. Uh, but then again, I don't know what well, the studios did. Right. On, so it all it depends. depends. On, it depends on your view of two and three. What they allowed. I didn't care for three. I don't remember shit about it, except that they were underground a lot. And yeah. then Jada Pig and Smith showed up and it was like, what's going on? And yeah. then they were dying and then not dying. And they were like in a pot or whatever. Um, yeah, the second one. Well. <clears throat> Uh, it, the second one got a little bit fantastical with the story, just a bit. But I thought that the costume was really cool. The hair and makeup was really cool. And a lot of the stunt work and the action scenes, the especially one, on the highway, were really cool. The second one was was insane. I mean, you look at it now and you're like, you can kind of see, yeah, that those visual effects were a little rough. But at the time... I've seen bad were, stuff worse than that now still. Yeah, so yeah. At the time, they were like insane the stuff yeah. that part two did with the the fighting all the smiths and the truck stuff and the and the fight choreography like it was just it was just really great you know what so did you mean part one was rough because you said part two was rough part you mean you meant to say part one some of the graphics and stuff were kind of rough now no part two if you watch part two now oh, okay you're like yeah obviously these the cg is dated you know mm, well, but at the time it did, yeah, they did some the first really one, interesting though. things. Yeah. The for, same with the first I've one. Never sure. seen that before. Yeah, but the first one is so it's an iconic film, you know. It's it's one of you know, it's it's an all time, you know, masterpiece of filmmaking and, yeah. and to what a, what it accomplished and, and, and as like a cultural relevant, right? I guess is, is a good way to put it. It's a culturally cultural, relevant. Culturally relevant film. Mm -hmm. Kinda like um 
Avatar, right? Whether you love it or hate it, it was kind of culturally relevant because well, it did like a lot of. It's like the Star Wars, right? I yeah. mean, you look at the, I, I don't watch them because I look I look at them now and I'm like that's ridiculous. But at s- the time, you'd not seen that before. Yeah. I think Avatar is still the most profited profitable film, right? I, I didn't think. like Avatar. Or was I it just, Avengers? One of them. I really yeah, didn't. I wasn't a big fan of it either. But for it was like but three what more it did at the time was really yeah. I guess he's it, got like he's a got bunch. more coming. Anyway, back to Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. So, you know, you know, everybody who's in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, 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 oh, Jesus, I don't know. I mean, aside from Jonathan Groff, like that was the nice, the nice surprise always because we do love him, um, even if he's not dressed as a king. Um, but, oh, and you like that Jessica Henwick. It's actually Hennick, but that's fine. Oh, it's Hennick? The W Hennick? is silent. Whatever. Apparently. Don't, I don't put know. it in there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Groff, <laughs> we're, huge fan. We're dumb Americans. We pronounce everything. Humongous fan yeah, of Jonathan we love Groff. Him. We love him. Yeah, Je- Je- uh, Jessica Hennick, she's great. Um, uh, Keanu. She was like the only good thing about yeah. um, I mean, Keanu's a great Iron Fist. person. Um, look, Keanu. And look, Ke- look, Carrie Ann Moss. Keanu is another one where people are like, I love Keanu awesome. Reeves. And it's like, you don't. Look, I was just saying this this morning. I think it's it's. It's so jarring to me that like younger generations, when they think Keanu Reeves, they're like John Wick. (laughs) And when you say Keanu Reeves, I'm like Bill and Ted. Point Break. Parenthood. Point Break. My own, uh, was it My Own Private Idaho? Was was he in that? Yeah, yeah, Um, I think that was it. He was an FBI agent. You know, Dracula, as terrible as, (laughs) like, I I immediately go, I love you to death. Like, old school Keanu, like, that's Keanu. And so let's just like preface this with the fact that I think he's a phenomenal human being. I think he is one of the good ones. He's going to be the next Betty White when he dies. I'm going to be devastated because he's been through, he he was there for so much of of my childhood and my life. Uh, Love him, but he's not a great actor, (laughs) Um, especially in dramatics. I think that when you, when he has to, because here's the thing. It's some Buddha movie too, right? He's not, He's not a he's not dopey, but he plays dopey really well. Yeah. Like he plays dopey really well. And I love you to death. He was like this kind yeah. of spaced out like weirdo, you know, and he he plays it so well. I don't know what happens when he has to like he's in a moment and he's in a scene and he has to switch those gears. The second he has to be shocked, angered appalled saddened confused it's like i don't know it's like it's like a wall you know and it's and you can see him trying to do that and i hate saying that because i love him but the the reality is that we're watching a movie yeah and i don't know the first matrix he did really well yeah I don't know because what he was, happened he was here. A fish out of water. That was the whole kind of thing. He's a fish out of water in this. I thing. guess so. He kind of takes in you, that confusion, then, but... right? And then you combine that with his amazing, amazing athleticism, um, and then there you go. You're you're all set. You know, uh, with with the Matrix. Yeah, I don't want to take away from the fact that him and Carrie Ann Moss were flying the fuck off of buildings yeah. multiple times At in a row. Ages? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no way. Yeah. I'm. I don't care how many things I'm harnessed to. Yeah. One thing goes wrong, there is no saving you. Like, it's over. And so I will give them all the props for doing that. That was really crazy that they they partook in that insanity. Um, But this, for me, felt like a 
it felt like if the sci-fi channel was like, listen, we got a big budget. What do you want to spend it yeah. on? Yeah. And they were like, let's do another Matrix. It felt well, like a really edgy WB production, like I, a, just I, a cable it channel. It was Warner Brothers, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean like yeah, yeah. the TV show. Um, I, I, I think that. I probably liked it a little bit more than you, though not much. There were some interesting <laughs> things. There were some interesting things that. How sweet. <laughs> there were some interest. Well, look, you know, look. When, when I, I, I don't ever want to bash a movie and just say it's horrible for right. horrible sake. Yeah, you know? we're gonna it's say like, what we didn't like you know, about it. These are it. certain things that didn't work for me, and it's not to discredit the people that worked very hard on it. But it's just you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and that's fine, and that's okay. Anyway, um, the idea of the robots like kind of going against each other and then some of them going to the human side mm -hmm. i love that idea mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting um and just like the fact that he kind of set up his own trap so people would find him and get him out was interesting as well um and hmm i yeah you're searching else, for other things yeah, that, that you liked that's pretty much it i i didn't really there's so many things that confused me you know and maybe i didn't understand it it's just so, and everybody's, everybody's saying it, so it's like a cliche at this point, but it's just so meta. Mm -hmm. You know, you have this, you have Tom Anderson. He built these three games based on his experience in the Matrix, some dream or, you know, that he thought. And then the this company, which in the movie is Warner Brothers, is forcing him, they say to him, we're, we're going to make a fourth video game mm -hmm. with or without you. And then he's like, well, I guess I'll do it because if you're going to do it, then I might as well be involved. Like, if that's not an allegory for what probably went down with mm -hmm. her and this film, I can't, I can't, I, it would be very shocking to me to know that that wasn't the case. Mm. It's just so, I don't know. And if WB thought like, oh yeah, this is kind of funny and it's meta and it'll be great. And The kids love this stuff. Yeah, meanwhile, Lana's probably like twisting her metaphorical mustache, like I show you, you fuckers. Yeah, look, anything's you know? <laughs> possible because, like, like we said, they they were gonna do this with or without her. Yeah, um, you know, so she was getting a paycheck, and I'm not mad at that. I know and that. I, I almost wonder though what it would have been like without her. You know, I don't know if you would have gotten or if if they were both. In it depends. It, you, know? you know, it depends on the creative decisions. You know, I think. Yeah, I mean, and. So there's, there's there's just something about the way that the first three Matrix were told, the storytelling, the yeah. pacing, and everything. This just felt like a typical this, action film. So here's in terms of pacing and and the act structure. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. like the first three felt more like whether you liked them or hated them, they just they felt like a movie. You know, they felt like I can't say the third because I don't remember a lot of it. The thing I liked about the third was that he started to almost gain these powers outside of the Matrix, which I thought was so fascinating okay. and interesting. Um, because, you know, and, and I don't know, it just felt like the movie didn't really accomplish anything. And then, you know, they're talking, the, the, the video game developers, and they're all talking like, we need this new bullet time thing. Mm. And then the movie tries to do this new time thing where they're like slowing time down, but then Neil Patrick Harris is like in stop motion and walking oh, on like that was really annoying. I didn't really think that that was, if that was supposed to be like a predecessor to bullet time i don't think it really worked for me but it was really confusing and it's also and not then, the first time we've Agent seen Smith, that who's now jonathan groff who I, we love obviously yeah is like immune to it and can just walk I, yeah. I, and, and his whole goal was still kind of a little murky and i didn't i have no idea so... what his I, I don't understand at all what his deal was i, I still don't really yeah. understand what his deal was um, and I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like there was 
there were no acts in this. Like, I didn't know where the first and second and third act ended and started. They all seemed to kind of melt into one another. So I never really knew when it was going to be over. Yeah. You know, whereas like you had kind of definitive first, second and third acts you generally do in every film, um, unless you're intentionally trying to, you know, create more of something, you know, create something that's really sort of melts together and, you know, to, to sort of throw yeah. the audience off. I don't feel like that was intentional here. It yeah. just didn't have the structure of it for a second and third. Yeah. It just kind of had and this big And the fact that you blobby... could have brought Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Listen, Weaving we're gonna back get into that and in, didn't? We're going to get into that in a second. I just want it like, we're, go we're saying the things that we liked. Okay, I liked that they all did their own stunts. I think that's, mm -hmm. you know, like that's really good. Um, I liked that. I liked the cat. Cat was cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think Here's a, here. An interesting side note that I learned is that Jessica Hennick, mm -hmm. she got an offer to be in Shang-Chi mm -hmm. or in this movie. Oh, hell no. And then so she, they said to her, all right, you can only audition for one of them because oh, they no. both knew. And we can't get, you know, you, we don't know if you're going to get either one. So if you decide to audition for Matrix and you don't get it, well, then you can't go but audition for Shang-Chi. But who would she Shang have been in that? Shang-Chi, she would have played the sister. Oh, that um, would have been... That so she didn't want to do it because she really, really likes the character she played in Iron Fist. I mean, okay, but... Uh... And was was hoping that maybe it would come back. Plus, Oof. the other thing is is that the Matrix, WB, gave her the whole script where Marvel, they didn't tell her anything. They said, you could just come and audition for the X movie. Mm. So she's just like, well, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, look, hopefully she didn't know the character got, or the movie or whatever. Hopefully she got paid well either way, and you know, had a good time with it. Um, it's great I don't for know. her career. It's a great career. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting because it's like, you know, it's just it's how secretive they are. You That's know? a conundrum. I don't know. I As don't an know actor, what, what you do there, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I generally don't like to review things that I can't find stuff that I like about. But like, I, I just, I didn't like the story. Yeah. It didn't pull me in. Um, <sighs> Right away, I absolutely refuse to accept that there is another Morpheus. I just can't. Yeah. Like, Lawrence Fishburne is Morpheus. And if you're telling me that he didn't want to come back or something had happened, well, then, you know, we're, we're forced to accept a, sure. another storyline. In which case, I think there just should be no Morpheus or something. Right. Just do something different. Um, but in interviews, he's, uh, you know, he's specifically said, you'd have to ask them why I wasn't asked back, which means that my man was ready to do it. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, I just cannot, like nobody else is Morpheus. And the great thing about Morpheus's character was that he had this, like this, this tinge of conceit, but in a really supportive way. Like he knew, he already knew he was the shit, but it wasn't about him. It was about him getting yeah. the best out of you. Right. And the fact that he was able to do that. And so, yes, he had this, you know, this, this sort of, this air this about him. swagger. Yeah. He had this air about him, but it wasn't. It wasn't very conceited. Whereas, like this guy, just see first of all, this guy just seemed confused. Like he, because in the beginning, like he didn't know what I, I was so confused. I'm like, does he not know what's going yeah. on? Does he know? Is he supposed to be Morpheus? Like, what, what is happening? One of my biggest gripes was bringing back the um, the fighting scene in the dojo. Yeah. No. No fucking way. Like it was almost there were scenes in this film and there were there were actual choreographed moves that seemed to be like move for move what they did in the first and second movie. And it's like, have we really not come up with better shit by now? And also we saw this. Why would you just reshoot the dojo scene with a new Morpheus and then not and it didn't have like, look, Keanu Reeves is nearly 60 years old. 
he's not going to give you the same punch he gave you 25 years ago. Sure. You know what I mean? To no fault of his own. He's Listen, he's... Listen, he'll give a better punch at 60 can... than I will at my age. Exactly. Like, he is killing it at 60. But if you're going to do something like this, you got to be able to bring it with the same amount of energy that you did the first time or around. Finds, and it wasn't or find there. another interesting thing to do. That's, yeah, that's it my w- thing. Because... Like, He's kicking ass in John Wick because of the way it's edited also, right? I mean, look, yeah. he does his and own stunts in that. Too. Yeah, and there's gunplay, so you're able to edit and play with the editing. And I think they really should have done that here because this, like, one-on-one fight thing didn't work. Their hit, the, the, the hits almost, like, looked like they didn't land when they were supposed to. Yeah. They, everybody was really slow, and it was just like, why, why would you redo this scene? It was such an iconic scene in the movie. It's when he learns what his potential is. You know, and he starts to realize that, right. you know, that he's able to learn different fighting styles and stuff. And I was like, I can't believe that they're doing this scene. I, I really don't understand why why you would do something like that. Um, my next gripe, Jada. No, I didn't understand why her character was there. It seemed kind of pointless to me. Um, and again, we should be if you're remake and that's not a remake, but if you're going to continue this, then it has to blow the other ones away. Her makeup even- was not great. And basically, her method of acting like an old person was walking hunched over and slowing her speech. At no point was I like, oh, that's not Jada under there. It looked like Jada had hurt her back. (laughs) And then they started filming. Like, nothing about that character felt genuine in terms of her age. It was like, this is just, this is just unnecessary. I I don't know. Like, I would have preferred Morpheus to her character it's, and and I the I died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I like, died laughing when the uh, I want to say it was the it was the Nebuchadnezzar wasn't that the first yeah, hovercraft like that, that yeah. they have I don't remember but didn't they called it like Shabebe or something One and I'm like robots, yeah. what the was... fuck is that <laughs> why why would you do that yeah. I immediately thought of like Martin Lawrence. Like, that was immediately where my brain went. And it was just like, what? Yeah. See, I think the prop for me, anyway, a film like this, you either have to go all in on the Matrix and just do it. But now you're able to do it with the current technology and the current systems that we have in place to make it just insane. Or you take it in a completely unexpected direction that's really interesting. I maybe preferred it's, that. You know, maybe it's a drama. Or, you make know, whatever it movie. is. You know, like... Um, still play in that world but from a different perspective and doing different things you know actually i would have preferred to i would have preferred a, a prequel and had it end on a note where it's like the fucking robots took over you know seeing how it all started and everything i think could be an interesting story to tell but um you know that said it's like they were stuck in this weird in between where it's like you hear the matrix and you want to see i mean look we all want to see people flying around in in insane fight choreography and cool things and people flying and jumping (laughs) off buildings and tons and tons of action um but you know we didn't get that and that's okay but it's like then there has to be something interesting that you're doing because the film is so high profile like that and you're bringing back the original director who obviously has a vision you know um and so yeah i don't know i just the the whole video game thing took me right out Mm. you made a video game of the experience the experience but then you look at the gameplay and it's just the movies and they're playing, they have flashbacks to the movies. Yeah. He says, Mr. Anderson, we cut back to that and then cut yeah. halfway back to Jonathan Groff's character saying, like, I, it, it, it was no just sense. like, what? Like, it just, it, I don't know. It was what, but not in a cool way. It was what, like, yeah. just why is this happening? I also was. <sighs> like, what's the point? Like, what is, what is, what is 
what are they? They're trying to free people, but you know the the robots are always saying, "Well, these people, given the choice, would stay in their perfect world." That's an interesting conversation. That's the conversation they had in the first movies, you know, mm-hmm. of people like that one uh, Joey Pants, you know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Listen, I I want to like go back uh... in the Matrix and not remember anything because it sucks outside of the Matrix." That's an interesting conversation, you know, but we had that conversation already, you know, but I would have liked to have yeah, seen. Yeah, but there was like that, dy- but that's but a that good point. Seeing that conversation play out would have been interesting. I just felt like there was, so I'm, I'm going to go into something that I've gone into before that annoys me a lot about Hollywood. But what I thought worked so well in The Matrix was that you had people of all ages, all ages, all races, right? It was just like this melting pot. Yeah. And so you had perspective from all different kinds of people. My first issue, the new Oracle, Priyanka. I, I, I don't under like I don't I don't get it. Like so <laughs> Gloria Foster played the original Oracle. Yeah. She was and then they older. changed her for the second one, I think. I believe so. Well, she one? died in like two thousand yeah, yeah. two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. Um, but her age just fit really well with somebody being wiser. Morpheus also was older, you know, as Morpheus. He wasn't, you know, a 20-year-old character. The 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 actors in this film and even like the, even, even like, like Switch, Tank and Do- yeah. yeah, Switch and Those Tank guys, and Dozer, they were a little like, bit older. They were a little bit older, like and old, they, but they didn't look like fucking hipsters. Like I felt like them, they pulled it gave them, them that, like it, it felt more like those people like felt more like a seasoned like they felt random, and yeah. that's what felt that's what made it so cool was that Switch and Tank and and Dozer and uh, Cipher, which yeah. was Joe, like they all it felt like people that. Were right, pulled the from kid, different, yeah, the, yeah. They were pulled from different places, and and they were existing together in this world, and that's what it was supposed to be about. Where this here, I felt like they raided like a, a brewery and pulled all these like hipster kids out of there, and yeah. were like, we're gonna get on Shababy and save the Matrix or whatever the fuck. And it was like, what? And then Christina Ricci pops out of nowhere for like forty <laughs> seconds, and I'm like, what? Like, could you? I I just I don't. Everyone is so young. Yeah. And and having an oracle be young, I just or oracle like character made no sense to me. I just yeah, didn't it's like, like Keanu it. Keanu was the oldest one. He was the literally bunch. the oldest person there, which which still, you know, again, could have been uh-huh. interesting if you have like. But it's like, what's the point? You're freeing, you're freeing Neo, and all Neo wants to do is free Trinity. Yeah, and it's like okay, but then it's like, so this what's is the, the plan? Yeah, <laughs> you get her out, and then what? Then then. All he cared about was getting her out, and you know it's it's I don't know. And then the, the the robots rebuilt them and then put them somewhere, but they're still around. Like, why would they rebuild them if they know they're going to be trouble? Like, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Not... Can you rebuild a human and still like I don't know? It's weird. I couldn't uh, get past what I felt was a really obvious metaphor, and then somebody was like, "No, I don't think that's what they meant." But like, how could they? So. Tell me that Neil Patrick Harris's glasses being red was not him representing a oh, blue was him representing the blue pill. Yeah, but it, it's it's it, it was to psych you out, you know. Yeah, but that's what it was like. It just felt so like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're doing here. Like I already knew that his character couldn't be trusted because they yeah. did that. Yeah. So it was like, why why would you be like you're not being covert with that because you yeah. just gave it away. Like, I immediately know that I can't trust this guy because. It's on his face. Yeah. You know? um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it just, uh, it just was, it just wasn't working. Yeah. Um, it just felt like a typical action film on 
that. I also refused to watch the trailer to this because I never asked for this movie. When they were like, they they were they were doing the Matrix or making another Matrix, I was like, that's I gonna suck. I watched one trailer of it because yeah, I knew I it wasn't gonna way. be great, like, and isn't... I didn't want to like. I was like, I just want to go in blind, like you usually do. So yeah. it's funny. This is the first time that I've done that. That I was like, I don't yeah, even because I had know. no hopes for it because I knew like there's no way there's no Morpheus. Once there's no Morpheus, yeah. I was already like, forget it. There's no way that any big studio is going to let anybody take a chance on something, you know, it seems like anymore these days. And, you know, there's certain directors that can do well working within the wheelhouse of studios. And then there's some directors that, you know, don't and let this, you know, it, it depends. It just seems like the more the studio puts their hands on something, the more that it's not good. And this seems like a case of where the studio just was in there messing around with stuff. Had and too I, many spoons in the pots, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. And also not having both of them working together. I think that like they created these other films together and there was that was definitely lost. Yeah. I don't know. I would have loved to hear the conversation between them about how like I'm going to go do it. Oh, it's because their parents had they literally lost their dad and then their mom died, I think, like two weeks later. Um, And so this was Lana's way of dealing with the grief she oh. was saying and then for her sister it was like i don't want to do this like right. i don't want to go back into the past right. i want to move on right so that's why she didn't do it because mm. she didn't want to kind of go past. there and relive in the relive the past whereas for her she found this like distract a uh, good distraction and it was yeah. her what you know i mean just people grieve differently i think like if you but i think it got lost if you took the whole meta crap out of it the whole video game stuff if you took 63% of this movie out. Look, I I, I felt like, and just spent that time trying to find something more interesting, like an interesting story to tell about these characters. Why are they back in the Matrix? What happened? You know, I think there, I, I do think that there's an interesting story to tell because, you know, look, it's like you want somebody to create the new, the, my, look, it's the thing I've been saying forever is I want people filmmakers to be able to make the next star wars but we can't make the next star wars if we keep making the current star wars and i love star wars all i hope they keep making star wars but at the same time we need new ones so for me the matrix was kind of that i was like oh this is like a new property Mm. and that it's the same director continuing that story and i feel like there was so i'm not mad at the fact that it was made i feel like there could have been something cool here but the pretenses that it was all under i think kind of really spoiled the whole the whole well, film like of we it said, all. he also took scene for scene. You, you, yeah, there's repro- things like the dojo scene. Neo against the wall and Smith doing yeah, the punches. Like, doing so. the punches. You reproduce the office scene of him running through the office on the yeah. phone. Get it? It was like, you know, I mean, what was next? The belly button? Like, yeah. you know, it just, it, it seemed kind of, oh God, I, I'm just, it's, I'm going to say the writing was, was lazy. Yeah. The writing seemed really lazy. Like, and so that's why I want to believe. That Lana like, was like, like oh, "Are you going to do this I shit feel like without she's me?" She's a better writer. Than yeah, that. like I, I mean, we, I don't think we ever finished Sense Eight, so I don't know. But I, I remember we liked it. I think I thought we, we was that hers or her sister's. Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, did they both do it? I don't know. Anyway, I feel like she's a better writer than this, and that she probably was just like, "Whatever, fine." Like you know, if she's not in a good headspace because of you know dealing with personal stuff. Also, Lana, Lana, and Lily both directed the movies. Like, it's not right. just Lana. Like, they, they both directed those movies. I feel like a lot of people just think it's Lana, but they did both direct them. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there is a there is something to just leaving it be as well, you know, um, and telling a new story about something completely made up and new and some world that somebody's building. So, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's... it's, it's Yeah, I mean, I mean we're talking about, we're talking about, like, the writers of V for Vendetta. 
yeah. you know, like you, you, there's more. This yeah. could have been so much better. And so I have to wonder what the hell was going on with the studio. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to get mad at her for getting paid. You know, it's no, like, fine, you're, you're going to do this paid. shit yeah. without me. Like, fine. Yeah. Throw my name on there. Because look, I don't think it would have, there would have been as much interest in it with a different director unless you got, I don't know, unless you got like, you know, Chris Nolan was like, sure, I'll do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But if you got, if you just got like a, a, a kind of unknown to direct this, I think what pulled a lot of people in was like, oh, it's one yeah. of the original yeah, it directors. In every, it was in every ad so, for it. Yeah, but it's so, like... okay, like she, you know, she's going to do it. Like you're going to do it. But I just, the writing seemed really, maybe it was because there was grief while she wrote it and it didn't latch on like i don't know it just didn't it didn't connect anyway um that was yeah that was that it just uh it didn't do it for me it happened and it's over <laughs> i don't know if they're going to continue making these um you know if they're going to make a five I've i don't heard, know i've it, heard that they aren't i've heard that they are if so they do know. guess what we're gonna watch it and then we'll complain about it because yeah. that's what we do yep. um so the, the next uh, blockbuster film that everybody was waiting for, you know, uh, was um, Don't Look Up, Adam McKay uh -huh. uh, wrote and directed. And uh, so there, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of hoopla about this. Uh, I think David Sirota also did like the story. I mean, you've got normally this type of cast annoys me and it did still kind of annoy me. There were too many people. Yeah. Um, I can't focus on a lot of celebrities, especially once you throw like you have Leo and Meryl and Kate Blanchett in the same place. It's yeah. like, well, like, you know? when you throw in like, throw in Chalamet and and Jennifer Lawrence too. You know, you know what? I'm not a huge Chalamet fan. I don't. I know people love him. Yeah, he's great. I, I haven't mean, it's whatever. seen like, him. He's not like yeah, like he's not bad. But I don't know. Like I feel it. I'm surprised when people talk about like, oh, it was like you know these heavy hitters, and they're like, yeah, like Chalamet, and I'm like. Isn't he like 12? I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like he just kind of jumped onto the scene and I'm yeah, not ready to to put him in with the greats yet. You know, like I, I have not seen anything yet for me. I know he's given great performances and he's been in films that got a lot of attention, but I'm just I feel like he's a little young for that still. That's just me. I don't know. Um, but like Jennifer Lawrence, like I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is someone you either like or don't. Uh, I, I think she's a great actor. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think she I think always does really well. Her. Um, because yeah. you know she took a bit of a break, and um, it's good to see her come back with a role like this because I, I feel like that's a great role for her. I thought um, it was a great role for DiCaprio. It was I was a great role. For, I mean, look, <laughs> he doesn't roles, often take this type of part. He's kind of like understated, like uh, nervous. Yeah, I nervous. mean, he was kind of this character, kind of this character um, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? He had yeah, self-esteem so. issues, but he was. He still had this sort of machismo yeah. about him. And so he you were kind of able to, you know, he, he would still run into a room and say, anybody want to fried sauerkraut? You know, and it was yeah. like, all right, there's still a lot of, you know, testosterone and masculinity here. Yeah. But this character was so confused and so, so nervous and yeah. unsure of himself and um, anxiety ridden that it was yeah. nice to see him play. Yeah that character i do it, wish there was like two or three less i mean you're quoting celebrities yeah. it was a bit much for me yeah it's for i i really liked it a lot um it's it also got shit on a lot yeah, and i don't understand that divisive and i feel like that's what adam mckay was going for because mm -hmm. you're gonna have look adam mckay is not like uh, anyone that's afraid to voice their opinion no. you know and no. so 
Um, but I feel like the people that are mad at this movie for whatever reason is exactly why this movie's made. Right. Yep. You know, and so, um, but then there's also the people that, you know, a lot of my friends online are like, I couldn't even get through the movie because it's so depressing and so sad because it's so real. It's so true. You know, yeah. and so there's that side of it too, which is very interesting. I am at the point with my life and society where I'm just like, I what, what, I just kind of throw my hands you up You might in as the air. well laugh at it. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're all going to hell in a handbasket. So we might as well get a couple chuckles on the way down, I guess. I don't know. It's, you know, <laughs> today's episode brought yeah. to you by <laughs> Xanax. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's interesting because it's a funny movie. I thought there were some really funny parts to it. And the story was interesting and, and the characters were great and everything. All well done on all that sort of stuff. And, I, but I, I got to say, Jonah Hill's character was fucking annoying. And I know he was supposed kind of to be point, annoying, yeah. but it was like a little too much sometimes yeah. for me, which I get. Like, I get it. But uh, his character was kind of like grating um kate blanchett's teeth <laughs> were hysterical oh my god i couldn't focus on anything she was saying because yeah. i just i was just looking at those teeth uh again all intentional right everybody with the fucking veneers and plastic surgery and all that stuff but it just yeah it was really like oh god um i i i liked this movie i i did like it um i thought at times it it was so obvious like it drove the message home and yeah in, a, in an almost it had a cliche t- kind of did. way it was like all right we've talked about films that we've watched before that have like an obvious political leaning mm-hmm. you know and this this film kind of towed the line for me a little bit with that but i just felt like the absurdity of a lot of it the i also want to shout out melanie linsky because i fucking love her yeah, and people great. do not pay enough attention yeah, to that woman she's awesome Keep going. but um <laughs> yeah so that it did toe the line with that a little bit with me Especially at the beginning, I was like, mm, are we getting a little political here? Because it tends to take me out, even though it shouldn't. Well, it's totally but it's... political, but, yeah, but I but thought I feel they like, could have but, done, it could but, have been a little bit more clever. It seems sometimes like they were just spoon feeding it, yeah. which I understand you have to do with people in this world. Sadly, you have to spoon feed them information. and But there was like... But I just felt like, I don't know, I felt like it, it, it kind of pandered. Yeah, a for bit. sure. And, for and sure. But I feel that like that threw me off a yeah, little bit. But there were moments of like where you saw people that did give a shit and people were like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, what's happening? Like, this is a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, that was sprinkled in to kind of like because there are people that are going to give a shit if a big comma's hurtling to the earth and there are people that are going to deny it even exists and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it, 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 it was clever enough in terms of the way that it told the, the, those jokes that, it still kind of worked for me, but yeah, I definitely said that the, my other biggest issue, which I know you had an issue with as well, is the age difference between Leonardo DiCaprio and the and Melanie Linsky and their kids. <laughs> they seemed a bit young. Yeah, I was that, like, that why age? are their kids in their 20s? Yeah. Like, maybe that's just our denial because we're in our 40s and we're like, no. I um, mean, they both probably could literally have those kids, but it's just, I don't I know. I mean, you literally felt... have like a 21-year-old, 22-year-old. Yeah. yeah, soon 22, but yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I look like I am twenty. You don't look a day over forty one and a half, yeah. sir. Um, yeah, I I thought it, I was really kind of taken aback when I was like, "Those are their sons? Like what?" I yeah. thought teenagers. Yeah, like and, at least make them like seventeen little, or something. Like, and, I'll take that. And the motivation for Leonardo DiCaprio's character to stray the way he did oh, was I didn't kind like of like that. The, you know, like I get why why it went there, and in the story, I guess it it. It is what it is. You know, I can see the idea of somebody that's 
moral doing immoral things because they're caught up in the hype as well. I just didn't see that but transition. But then how, like, you know? how, see, that kind of thing, uh, that like, kind he of seemed thing like is, a good is, person, so why exactly. would he do so that? That, you that, know? that kind of thing is interesting to me when somebody says, well, like, you know, people get caught up in the moment and, you know, you have an intellect sort of letting loose because they've, they've followed the rules all this time or whatever. But it's like somebody of his level of intelligence, I don't think would be a stranger to the immorality of what he's doing in terms of, uh, you know, the betrayal to his wife. Yeah. And then, like, in the end, she just takes him back. And I'll be like, fuck you. You could die on the lawn. Yeah. I'll take the salmon. And you can get hit by that fucking, fucking asteroid yeah, in your car. Yeah. Like, I'm not. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know. I, th yeah. That part of it was just like, uh, no. No, no. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, Especially with. So, like, that was my thing was just like, I felt like his his uh, relationship or relations with Kate. Kate's character was not only a betrayal to his wife, but also to Lawrence's character because it was like this woman was solely right. responsible for making her look right. crazy on air, and then you're gonna start in a, you're gonna have an affair with this woman, like yeah. so that kind of thing. Just um, I don't know, was that intentional? You know, to 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 show like how uh, men men in the business will be on your side until given a better opportunity yeah. and then suddenly they're not on your side like was that supposed to be the message i don't know but i i found myself which was the point right to be frustrated by how she was villainized and he was made a hero right. because she was like this screeching woman yeah and he oh, was totally about yeah. yeah no like yeah. we know that already like we know that that's what they were doing but what, what i mean is like for their dynamic for him to do that to her yeah. as well was that supposed to be kind of like the double whammy where like even even those who are supportive of you and have your back don't have your back i don't know yeah. like i didn't know what was going on there i don't know the very end with meryl getting eaten by the bird dinosaur <laughs> um i don't know i mean like i the foreshadowing when he said how she was gonna die was like well we obviously know what's gonna happen now like this is we knew it wasn't over because it was like that hasn't happened right that yeah. prediction hasn't um so I thought it was a little over the top and it was supposed to be like, it's a satire and I get it, but I wish that they had, I wish that he had done this more seriously, mm. but with a satirical kind of flair to it. Yeah. I, I would, I think that would have been a little more entertaining, but I get why, you know, people like over the top and, you know, the brighter, the colors that, you know, that I get, I get all that. Um, yeah. but, but I, I wish it was like kind of geared more towards intellects. Yeah. I guess it seemed like where it was you had to kind of like geared to like a, a like a kind of smart teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was no hidden meanings in anything. There really, really. wasn't. Yeah. And the fact that people are like, "Oh, you know, they messed up in the scene. You could see the camera crew. That's they. He did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. There's no way that a movie with these celebrities and this budget that somebody was sitting in the editing room and nobody in all the times that they watched those takes caught something that big. Like when it's well, there's, small, there's like a boom mic, you know, things like that happened a lot and they happen on TV shows. Game of Thrones but like you're watching. Yeah, but that's like one little thing, right? That's like one little thing under a chair that nobody paid attention to. But the whole, there's like this one shot where the entire scene, like you in, in the shot, you can see no, I, the crew. I totally missed that. Oh, did you? There's like, yeah. you know, like, you know, I forget what the, what, what the hell was the, what's going on in the scene? I don't remember, but there's like a shot. You could look it up online yeah. and you could see like the director there, the camera, like everything. And it's like, there's no way. Like that, in a reflection or something? Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. 
I remember it like I it was like quick and I and I saw it and I was like, oh, well, you know, obviously that was meant to be. But then like people were taking that as a mistake and the and then like director had to be like, no, no, uh, that was that was the point. Like, yeah. you know, this is about media and, you know, you know, the whole cloak, cloak and, uh, Dagger thing. you know, it just I don't know. Yeah, I liked it. It was depressing. Yeah, it was. In a in a comedic way, right? You know, you got to yeah. laugh because what else can you do? Yeah. Um, and it was sad that that a, a film like this needed to be made. Uh, it will have absolutely no effect on anything. People no. will continue as they are. Yeah. Um, and that's that. They'll just make TikToks about it, which is so ironic. Like I keep seeing people make TikToks about the movie, and I'm like, so. Did you watch the movie? (laughs) Did you understand the movie when they're like, this is such a great movie because it's such a great example of what's going on right now. It's like, as you make a TikTok about it, (laughs) you mean like that for views? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I think everybody did really well. Um, I think that Meryl could have done this in her sleep. Yeah. I, I, this seems like the type of thing that she's like, yeah, I want to do it because of the messaging of it, you know? Yeah, but I don't feel like this challenged her one one bit. No. Not at all. No. I think she was rehearsing, like, lines for her next film in one side of her brain while yeah. she was delivering the lines for this one. Yeah. Um, it's not like she did bad, but it, the role no, didn't but require it, anything. It did. Yeah, it's like having, like, it's like Michelle Williams in Venom. Yeah. Where it's like, that. nope. Just, just there's there's, no, there's nothing for her to work with here. I mean, she, you know, she goes through the motions and she says her lines, but there's really nothing. The character is not challenging enough yeah. for anything to really happen here. So it's like Meryl Streep. Of course, she's gonna play that part well. Yeah. You know, she's gonna do she can do it. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. There, there were just one too many people in this for me. The only um, film that I shouldn't say the only. There's, there's, there's films where you have a lot of heavy, heavy hitters, but it, it's I don't know. It's it's spaced out differently and it works. You know, you've got like the Revenant, you know, you've got a lot of heavy hitters in there, but it works. Yeah. You've got doubt. My God, you have Philip Seymour Hoffman, Meryl Streep. Joaquin um, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix was not in doubt. Oh, doubt. Sorry. Uh, Amy Adams. <laughs> Amy, you're thinking of I was a master. master. Yeah. Amy Adams and Viola Davis yeah. all in one movie and it worked, mm-hmm. you know, which doesn't always happen. But the reason why... There's a way to do it. And in, in Doubt, for instance, what you had there was Meryl and Hoffman, right? Then you have um, Amy Adams, who is right up there with them, but she's her character's pushed back a bit, yeah. which is, is what makes it work. Yeah. She's doing an amazing job, but if you throw all of them in the forefront, then you can't focus on anybody. So they did, did a really good job of always kind of pushing her in one scene or another. She was in like... The that main scene with all with all three the, yeah. was the three of them, but they would kind of stick her either with Meryl or you know what I mean, yeah. and just kind of and then you throw Viola. This was more towards the beginning of her really starting to blow up. She was in it the least, and she was the most unknown, and she stole her scene. Yeah, didn't need her in the movie. You didn't need her in that movie any longer because she did such a good job in that moment. Yeah done like this to me was kind of like every like when you had them all together it's like they're all competing for the limelight yeah. and it's like uh, i don't know yeah i, I mean I, I would i wouldn't watch it again i guess i'll say like yeah. there's some movies where like oh i'd watch that again like i don't think i'd like it's definitely worth it a watch but yeah it's not like something i'd be mainly i think more so for the subject matter because it's just like oh my god yeah yeah, but if they just Get turn it. on the news, just walk outside your door if you yeah. want to deal with the subject matter. Yeah. Go to the supermarket wearing a mask if you want to start a freaking war yeah. here where we live now. 
we've we've made it through most of this pandemic so far with people being able to behave themselves and we're finally starting to see that unravel so that's been fun um so yeah i I wouldn't need to watch this movie to see that sadly i would just have to go to work yeah and have to ask you know a a patron walking into the building to put a mask on and and there you go (laughs) yeah i'm in the movie um anyway matrix again if they make this they make another one we're gonna watch it but I just, I don't know, didn't really do too much. And, you know, don't look up. It was good, it was good but yeah, yeah. things we liked, things we, things we didn't like. Overall, pretty good, though. Um, and that's it. What's that's going it. on in the new year? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Everything is up in the air, as our, all of our lives have been over the past two years. Yeah. Uh, it's the time of year where you, you have all this, this is going to be a great year. It's going to be, you know, and this is the first year I'm like, all right, well. It's like, <laughs> what are your plans? Fuck if I know. Yeah. I'm not. I am not even hesitantly optimistic. I'm just like whatever. We'll see what happens. I guess you got you know? hit. You got hit with the like. I don't think it's going to be a bad with the pessimism? year. Pessimism. I just don't think it's going to be any different. Like I think it's no, just going to continue so, what it's doing. Like there's yeah. no, you know. It's the adjustment. Knicks still aren't going to be in the playoffs. So <laughs> what the fuck does it matter? I feel like it's just an adjustment period. You know, we're yeah. we're still in the adjustment period. That's the thing you had mentioned it the other day, where it's like, you know, we have this whole pandemic thing, and it's like everybody's over it. We're over it. It's like Jesus Christ, can this be over already? But there's no pandemic that's like that lasts a year. Like oh, this thing's going to be happening for a couple years, years. Yeah. and um, at least four years. Like you it's... know, it's I think a lot of people are going to get sick and die, or just get sick and like lose a sense of smell or something. You know, I mean, like shit's going to happen to people, and that's just going to be what it is. And then eventually. Uh, in 30 years this probably won't be an issue anymore and it'll just have been no but a if it, it's gonna change on, it, it's on... gonna change the way we function for sure nothing will ever be back to the way it was before well i think that that's I mean, look, going the way we do things is going to change I look think at all of that is it, that's look at where jobs and, and and jobs you have jobs you have the political divide you have and, all yeah. this stuff that is yeah. just going and i have to wonder about the perception of it all right the perception angle where we're like, going deep <laughs> where like yeah man this is after dark deep thoughts deep thoughts but like you know when when our parents were our age they probably had these same thoughts this country's going to hell in a handbasket what's next you're gonna have you know and everything was crazy but you adapt and life goes on mm-hmm. and it's like there's a certain aspect of that but i feel like i don't know like is this is this an actual breaking point or is it just another moment where everybody thinks we're going to hell, but in 30 years, it won't matter? I think matter. the difference that you, you have know? to sort of, um, that, that you have to factor into that is that all of those things, when all of those things happened, um, we didn't have the media influence that we have now. The media was always shoving their nose into shit for sure. And they, and they played sides. That's obvious that, that, that's, that's been from since the yeah. from the beginning uh, of that's the whole point of media. Um, but it was never to this extent because you didn't have the technology. So that's why I think this is different from, you know, you had the Nixon, you know, like the Nixon era and Reagan and, yeah. you know, all of this crazy shit that happened and Bush and then the second one. And, you know, it was like, Oh my God, but we didn't have the internet at our fingertips, on our phones, TikTok and social media and all that shit wasn't factored into that. And so we were able to kind of like let that blow over and then move on. Whereas now it never ends because it's consistently being regurgitated in different formats and different, you know what I mean? It's just, it's constant. It's constant. And so 
and that will never change. We'll never go back. We're never right. going to be, we're never going to become analog again. Like that's, you know, yeah. this is, if anything, it's, it's going to get worse. You know, yeah. it's going to become even more of a part of our lives. And so I think it's just really like, it's, this is it. You know, it, I don't think we're ever going to go back to the, to the way we were not. And I think it's for, in, in some ways it's going to be good. You know, it's going to be good that we, uh, that we're, that we're not, having to go into a job that we don't have to go into yeah, yeah. and the amount of gas and pollution that that will hopefully save. Although now everybody's on their computers at work at home, but you would have been on your computer at work. So that, right. you know, th that carbon footprint stays the same, but think well, no, of how much less, yeah. Of think of how much less gas people are going to be using. Right. Um, you know, but, prices like that's never going back to the way it was people are like oh it's because of the pandemic i'm like no i hate to tell you this but a yeah. gallon of milk is 550 <laughs> like yeah. and that's never going back to 399 it's just not like yeah. that's going to forever be changed it's inflation and it's that inflation like, just it kicked up people big like, time and and i don't think there i don't think there's any way to stop that right like i i remember look we're getting all political but i'll end it well on you started it <laughs> But people would always say, like, if you raise the minimum wage to $15, then inflation is going to go up. And I was like, sorry, that's going to happen anyway. Inflation's happening anyway. Um, the bigger fear is that you raise the minimum wage to $15, and then all these companies are going to start automating those jobs. And it's like, whatever. But that's, I think, a bigger threat to the workforce and to inflation because now you have less jobs. Well, I mean, that are available. The, the the relation to us is also just how this affects the film industry. I mean, look at how... Uh, divided people are on just going to a movie theater, how directors are having shit fits over their films not being screened and, yeah. you know, uh, not getting releases through theaters and streaming and not just to stream or not to stream yeah. and, you know, all of this craziness. I mean, the industry has, it's changed a lot. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I'm interested to see where we go from here. What's it going to be like on set when this kind of evens itself out? Yeah. Where yeah. will movies be? What will budgets be I don't like? Know. What you but know? I, I, I don't say know. It, you know. I, I say this, and we've said it before. And it's you know, it's we stopped. We started to sl stop going to movie theaters before the pandemic. Sure, yeah. Um, and then you know, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that we don't. I don't really miss the going to the theaters. Look, there's the the main the the number one reason I go to movie theaters for like Marvel films is because I don't want them spoiled. It's not, look, we all love the the movie going experience. It's a big screen. It's loudspeakers. That's all awesome. But it, for me, it's not worth the time it takes to get there, the money that it costs, the dealing with the all the other people in the theater, yeah. whether it's a pandemic or not, they're really fucking annoying, you know? <laughs> and so that whole experience is ruined for me. Um, and we can get like a, a, a good experience at home, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, I don't... I'm not sad about it. And when I hear filmmakers complain about that stuff, it's just like, my God, like you're going to sit here and you're going to sit here and bitch from your multi-million dollar mansion about how your films need to be in the theater because that's how they're like, get over yourself, you know, just make the film and people will consume it how they see fit. Unfortunately, that's the way that's that that is you can't control people that way, you know, like that is a director's way of controlling people. Even though they may not think that, it's like, I want them to see this this way. They must see it this way. And it's like, they don't have to see it at all, you know? So it's like, I understand the intent. I would love 
every single one of our films to be seen in a movie theater. But if they're not, that's fine too. I just want people to experience something that we made. That should be the number one thing, you know? But I think when you yeah, get to a certain level, studios, then you start about, like, I got to shoot on film and I got to shoot in the theater. And it's like, it's like that person on our level. It's like that person that um, will shoot one film on an Ari and then be like, oh, I can't shoot on this stupid camera anymore because it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think I think that less of, I do think there's obviously purists out there that like it has to be, you know, I filmed this on 35 millimeter, so that's how I want it to be seen. I want it to be seen in the sure. theater. I, I'm not, like, I'm I not, get all that. I'm not hating on them for wanting to do that. But I think, I just wish there were more, I just wish there was a bit more honesty in that yeah, statement exactly. in saying like, look, we want to make, we don't want to just make our money back. We want to make money because that's what it is, right? You make more money in a theater than you do streaming. Yep. So that's what it is. Instead of saying like, throwing this pretentious flair of like this can only be consumed via a movie yeah. screen the reality is we spent 95 million dollars to make this movie and we don't want to make 80 million dollars back right. we want to make 300 million dollars and we want right. this to be some massive profit that's why you're pushing for it to be seen in theaters and not because we wouldn't enjoy it otherwise because if that was the case then why would you allow it to be released on Blu-ray and all that shit afterwards. Why would you yeah. ha let Netflix have access to it and throw it in their library later if it could only be viewed in a theater? Yeah. It's about profit. Yeah. That's what it's about. And I just wish somebody would be honest because and say that. It, and, it's, and it's, look, I... It's not a secret. It's and, it, and I'll even give them the benefit of the doubt and say, like, look, I don't think that someone like a Nolan or Tarantino is like... I want this movie to make a lot of money so that I can make a lot of money. I think they want the movie to make a lot of money so they'll get that budget again. Of course. Not so that they'll pocket all the money necessarily. Of I mean, course. look, they all want to make a lot of money and never. Look, they make great whatever. money, yeah. But if their if their films are losing money, then it's they're then going they to don't drop get that their budget budgets, again, yeah. and then they don't get that freedom. You they're know? Gonna, yeah, and they're so going to drop their budgets. They're more but afraid of that. That also, we can also get into the conversation of what we've talked about this before. What exactly are you spending money on? Yeah. Right. Do you really need to spend 80 million dollars to make a film? Is that absolutely necessary? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I have never I, I have never nor will I ever be on an 80 million dollar set. So I don't know where the hell the money is going. But it's mm -hmm. just when I see somebody make a film that is similar to films that we have made but their film costs 20 times more than ours, I have to wonder, like, what are you doing yeah. that this costs so much money? I mean, look, we've talked to to directors before that have had their films, you know, people thought their films were made for a lot more. Um, and it happens all the time because it's not necessarily the end picture quality necessarily, you know, what camera you shot on, what lights you used and all that sort of stuff. You know, there's, there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that, that costs money when you're dealing with insurances and, and fucking it's, SAG and, it's, and but it's union also, stuff. It's and also that stuff's really expensive. Set decisions for me. Like, you know, uh, I don't know, completely redoing a basketball, a, a gymnasium, so that the basketball markings Never gonna let that go. are, up to, are up to date. Well, because like, oh my God, that... That alone costs more than a, more than any budget we'll ever have, yeah. and so I have to wonder, like, wh like if that's happening on a set with with a micro budget, yeah. if you're making a decision like that with a micro budget, can you imagine the insane things that people are doing that no one in the audience is even paying attention to at eighty million dollars? Care about? Yeah. yeah, that's that's why I bring it up because it's like if you're doing this at your level, then what's happening in a, at a Marvel level? Yeah. 
that it's like, well, we got to have all this money to make this film. It's like, I don't know that you do, <laughs> like, actually. Yeah. Or sometimes you see these movies, they make so much money, you're like, those those effects were terrible, you know, because you, so you spend the money, you have all the bells and whistles, but then you're like, uh, here, I'm going to take this over to this to this production and to this house and be like, uh, we need all of these graphics by uh, next week. Yeah. And it's like, well, what was the point of all of this? What was the point of all of the money that you spent on set if you're going to rush all of the artists and now that's your final yeah you know so you this is the final product million on, dollars on a movie and you know you get three takes per scene because everything costs so much it's like i don't really get it you know i, I don't know it's anyway. like it's yeah anyway, <laughs> you can go on a rant for that ranting and raving yeah. what are we doing next week i have no idea we've seen a bunch of stuff i don't know if maybe we should just get in like to give people okay so here's what i'll do i'm gonna what mention gonna a movie do? okay Ooh. Ooh. i'm gonna mention um a movie and a show that we watched okay and so it'll give you time perhaps maybe you were looking at these things and you were like eh. but now you can watch them and come chat because one of them i did that with i watched the trailer and i was like this is very interesting i'm gonna park this over here i'll watch it at some point but then part of me was like you're never gonna watch that i don't know what possessed me to finally just with all the things that we have in our queues cues because we have so many with like yeah. prime netflix sundance. hulu sundance which we're going to do a show on that also um i want to watch a couple more things on sh on sundance to tell you whether it's perhaps maybe worth getting sundance because i we were dragging our feet with this for a while yeah. and then we finally got it so i want to watch a couple more things um but i finally clicked on apple's swan song yeah and just just watch that. We're going to talk about that movie. And also on Netflix, there is a Korean series called The Silent Sea. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, you were like happy to gander through yep. and you were like, oh, I don't know. Watch that <laughs> mm -hmm. and then come back and we'll talk about it next week. And mm -hmm. then it, there won't be spoilers because you will have seen it and you could say Correct. you're wrong. Correct. I didn't get that at all. Paul's having a stroke. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess we, well now we have to review Swan Song and The Silent Sea mm. next week and maybe we'll talk about something. I don't know. We'll find something to talk about. All right. um, but uh, shout out. MoGraph. MoGraph. And if you have a film or whatever, show, skit, YouTube channel, what have you, yeah. um, send it our way. You know the deal. Yeah. Happy New go. Year. Happy New Year. Bye. 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 Bye.